Welcome to the Shine Bright Academy podcast. This is your monthly feel-good podcast that combines interviews with global coach experts and entrepreneurs sharing their stories, experiences, lessons learned, as well as sharing tools and techniques that will empower you. It's really perfect for your daily commute, and this podcast is aiming to inspire you and be informative. I hope to see you soon. So welcome to the Shine Bright Academy podcast. And today we are talking with business psychologist and founder, CEO of Sophos Associates, a brain optimization clinic. So not only Natalia is actually a mom of two beautiful children, she's also a wife, a sister, an entrepreneur, and many more things. So we're going to find out about who she is today. I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today to find out about what drives her, what inspires her, and, and anything really. We're going to go into that discussion. So I'm really excited. Natalia, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Natalia, so well, let's start and tell me more about what got you here in this position of creating Sophos Associate. Like what took you to become who you are today? Oh, wow. Um, so I guess, uh, I suppose the story goes, I, I'm a psychologist by background um, and I did do some clinical things very early on in my career, but most of it was spent in consulting, working with CEOs, leaders, executive teams. And um, interestingly, as, as part of that, we would kind of look at performance, we would look at their intellectual capacity, but when it came to development, we just we just sort of overlooked the brain. You know, it just it, it wasn't really what people were thinking about in terms of kind of brain health and, and brain performance. And I thought there's really something here, um, you know, and, and, and the whole world sort of was changing in terms of our understanding of the human brain and our understanding of how it changes. And so I, I then went off to business school, which was a, a wonderful experience. And as I left business school, I then set up what was then, and I believe still might be now, um, the UK's first brain optimization practice. Mm. Um, and so we, we do just that. We work with, with individuals, whoever they might be, focused on improving brain health and enhancing cognitive function. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And so from a very young age, you were already intrigued about how the brain worked or what was this tipping point of um, you becoming, after business school, mm. you becoming that entrepreneur and setting up Sophos? So I, th I think there's two things. I think there was probably always something entrepreneurial in me. I grew up in a, in a reasonably entrepreneurial family. So like my parents, um, self-employed and, and, and then sort of experimented with different businesses. Uh, my husband is also a, um, actually a, you know, a very successful entrepreneur and uh, has built and runs a, a very large business. So I think that environment always made sense, you know, the, the fluidity, the flexibility, the, the innovation. So that, that part, I can't really remember a time where, where that was foreign. Mm -hmm. I think on, on the sort of brain side, um, you know, whether I knew what I was doing at university or I just sort of fumbled in, I, I somehow ended up a psychologist. Uh, I worked in, when I moved to the UK, sorry, I was born and raised elsewhere, but when I moved to the UK, um, I moved into consulting and that gave me wonderful commercial breadth. But I think what I, what I lacked when I look back now is the real 
depth of person. So, you know, the, the work that I do now probably bridges clinical and, and, and business. Um, and I have the very real privilege of working so closely with people in such a wonderfully intimate and powerful way. So I think that really, that really brings something alive in terms of the human brain, the way that it works, what it does for people, um, you know, when it's optimized, how great that is. Um, and also, you know, all the things that we can do for them when yeah. things aren't going as well as they could. So tell me more about like, what is so fascinating? I'm fascinated about this, right? Because mm -hmm. I went to, after marketing, I felt like I wanted to study the brain and a bit of neuroscience. Obviously, I'm not a neuroscientist, but I, I studied a little bit about understanding. And tell me like, how fascinating, what fascinates you about the brain and like the connection with brain health basically and the overall human behavior and how mm. we function yeah of course i mean look it, it's such a wide space isn't it i mean it, you know i should i should certainly sort of because the disclaimer being here you know i i don't do any rehabilitatory work all our work is around enhancement focus and it's it's a world that that boomed and it feels like it happened suddenly um although it you know, it didn't, but it, you know, suddenly everybody's talking about neuroplasticity and neuroscience and what that means. And it's, and it's making its kind of applications in, into all the different disciplines across life. And um, I think for me, there's something really exciting happening. You know, we're at this fascinating crossroads. I think we, we know that we can change it. And that is hugely empowering um, that actually you have the power within your day-to-day -day life with whatever your resources might be, whether they're you know small, finite, or, or huge, that actually there are things that you can do to to change your brain for the better. And I think that's a that's a phenomenal place to have arrived at. Um, we've done it with fitness, so we know that we can go to the gym, or we can exercise, we can eat a particular way, and we can impact how long we live, how healthy we are, and and that that kind of empowerment is transferred to the brain. So that that's remarkable. I mean that that to me is amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, because it it dictates everything that happens in our life. If you're a, a working professional or individual of any kind, um, that's your greatest asset. You know, how well your brain functions, how the vitality that it offers you, how fast, how accurate, you know, all those sort of cognitive processes is what allows you to do all the things that you love and you value and, um, you know, kind of make life possible. So so working with people to tap that resource even more is mm -hmm. is not only at the forefront of innovation but but a pretty special thing to be able to do yeah and maybe off um off topic here or maybe not but um i was reading about um you know you can also some to some level of some degree i'm very close to alzheimer mm -hmm. and i've heard that you can actually with brain some 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 part of your brain function can be actually worked on to prevent alzheimer Is yeah that... absolutely absolutely uh, i mean i think um, that understanding is happening more and more. And so our starting point, you know, when I when I founded Sophos Associates um, really came from that kind of learning. So, you know, we were we were looking at all the scientific learnings and developments and interventions that were being used to prevent or to delay um, and to minimize symptoms and and I, you know, I sort of said before that there was a crossroads. So we were learning about, you know, what was happening when the brain decays and, and degenerates, all the interventions that were coming in a rehabilitatory context, and then overlaying that with 
some of the tech advances. And we thought, well, you know, what if we take some of these therapies or some of these applications and we apply it to healthy individuals? You know, do, do we get an enhancement effect? And that was really the kind of, I suppose, where Sophos was born. That was the sort of genesis moment of, um, you know, what, what we're trying to do. Um, and so absolutely, you know, we, we're at the point where, unfortunately, we, we can't cure it once symptoms have set in, but there's so much telling us around what we can do to kind of prevent and delay that onset. And we can also be using that in another way to, to kind of get an enhancement effect and help people, you know, make their brains be the very best that they could be. Yeah. And prevention is so important. I see... I mean, I don't. I, I I see so many people coming to, you know. We always seek for um, something to heal us when we have that problem, mm -hmm. but we're not looking at prevention as much. So yeah. we always seek something to heal us directly instead of, oh, actually, can I do something today that potentially will prevent those kind of illnesses or disease? As as a matter of fact, of course. And look, and we were. You know, whether this is you know rightly or wrongly we were we were incredibly ambitious I think from a healthcare model people are looking at, at treatment the next step of that is prevention and, and, and we're sort of there um, you know we we took a bold jump and went even beyond prevention to look at enhancement um, and so that that's where I really feel things in that space will will move and I can't obviously say what at what pace, but that's where I think we're sort of going. Um, and that is both revolutionary in a rehabilitatory capacity. So um, what it means for people who, who you know, need rehabilitation, um, but also what it means for people who are sort of, you know, on a journey of, of discovery or enhancement or, or kind of, um, you know, trying to strive to achieve their potential. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, let's go into more the human of okay. Natalia. Yeah? Oh gosh, <laughs> like, and, and thank you for that. That was really, really interesting and, and we might come to different questions, but what does a day in Natalia's life look like? Can you go through your day? Because that's, it sounds like you know, a fascinating uh, subject and I would love to know what, is, what does your day look like? Wow, gosh, I'd love to tell you sort of, I'd love to have this kind of wonderful answer to this that was sort of, you know, cliche and, and, and brilliant where everything was sort of structured and organized. Um, the truth is, and I'll take it kind of how life is at the moment, it's pretty chaotic, I have to say. Um, and some of that is some of that is lifestyle and some of that is kind of, you know, sort of entrepreneurial reality. Um, so I have two very small children. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and, and a dog. Um, which might have again been sort of overly ambitious um, so things that things are pretty full on um, I I try to structure all my meetings together and then sort of internal work but typically um, I I love to start the day if I can with either um, a walk or a run with the dog around the park um, and that was born out of necessity but actually I've really come to love the sort of the greenery and it's the buffer between kind of kids and my working day starting off so that that's normally what happens in the morning um, and then it really depends you know as all entrepreneurs will say it really is honestly just is so all over the place um, at the moment I am speaking at a lot of conferences and involved in a lot of events and um, you know there's there's a, a real growing awareness and an appetite to hear about the future of executive development um, and how brain optimization might be a part of that. 
um, you know, talking a lot in the kind of private equity VC space about how VC friendly firms might support their portfolio companies um, or how operational leaders in that space might um, be able to deal with some of the challenges around difficulties attracting and retaining talent and, and maybe kind of new innovative development solutions, uh, what they could offer. Um, some of it is, is naturally spent with clients. So um, I, I run the clinic. I still am very involved in that and, and oversee that part. So um, literally, you know, clients who are working with us, we, we run and, and deliver very tailored brain optimization programs. So I'm involved in their data analysis, in their program design. I sort of oversee that part. Um, and then a huge chunk of my role is, is the research and development piece. Um, not only my own sort of position, I guess, in kind of overseeing the clinic, but also the sort of service that we offer our clients. You know, I really see us as being at the forefront of learning and it's it's our responsibility and our pleasure to to know everything that is happening in in the brain optimization space and be able to kind of offer that to clients or certainly talk to them very credibly so you know I do a lot around you know reading and keeping up to date with research and the sort of um I suppose that the R&D part of our work in terms of I don't know you know a latest paper was shows that whatever um blueberries are good for the brain you know what's the kind of the the sort of clinical piece behind that so yeah well, well that's a full-on day it's, uh, so yes. it's uh, yeah I probably spilled more out beyond a day but the truth is it just it's really all over the place um the best I can do is try and group all my meetings together and all internal work together yeah okay that's I was going to ask you like how do you make sure you you have the knowledge piece, you know, the learning piece uh, to be on the forefront of um, of, of the brain optimization. Mm -hmm. um, so I was going to say, like, how do you manage that time between the client and actually making the time to learn? Because I feel sometimes I'm also like, want to, I'm, you know, I'm, I educate myself by reading books, or reading research and um, putting content together, which also helped me to 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 learn, because then mm -hmm. I can I can teach it better. Um, but also, um, I found it really hard sometimes to make that time because of running my business. Yeah. So you know, sometimes I will have that many clients. I have to promote an offer. I have to do those marketing stuff. So that's what I was going to ask. Like, how are you very? I don't know if it's about being being very dedicated or. Um, you know very single how do you find that single focus probably that's a question it's it's honestly so tough um and the i'll be i'll be really honest here it is it is the toughest part um and probably the bit that i do the least well i don't know how how open i should you know how honest i should be but that that's that's the absolute truth um you know i think you know, I'd like to think that I've got strengths in, 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 in many areas. Um, but I think that to me is, is the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. um, I really find it difficult to strike the right balance between um, all those different parts and all the demands. Um, and it's also a huge learning because it is something that I completely misjudged when I, when I set up on my own. Um, I thought starting a business would be really complicated. And actually, you know, in my own experience has been there isn't one part of my role in itself that is that is sort of cognitively too hard for me to grasp. The bit that I struggle with is is spreading myself across those sort of multiple demands. Um, in terms of the learning, you know, I've I've assembled a clinical team, um, and that 
guess it's operationally how we work, but also does a huge amount for learning. So each clinician is a cognitive expert, but from a different background. And I guess they stay at the forefront of their own discipline. Um, and so I take a lot of learning from that. We kind of, you know, we're sort of better all together. There's an aggregate effect. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really tough. You know, yeah. audiobooks and podcasts and books and papers, the, the content, um, and it comes, it just comes at pace. So there's a, there's a real sort of, um, I don't know, maybe there's a sort of skill in yeah, definitely. That I, you know, I can't read it all. It's really hard. So, um, how do you stay inspired with all this, you know, going on? And and obviously, we need to run a business. We need to learn. We need to be there for clients. How do you stay inspired by all this? What is the thing that you love to do that fill up your cup? I I love the innovation in it. You know, I get a huge thrill from from doing something that I honestly think is so innovative and cutting edge and exciting um it is it's hard but it is amazing to be at the forefront of something that is that is really pioneering um and i see that with clients you know when we work with a client for 12 months i'm working with them over the course of that time and we're obviously taking this sort of quantitative data and, and but but i'm seeing very real changes in people's lives you know people are CEOs are coming to us and saying, you know, six months ago, I had terrible brain fog and I would get to Friday and I could barely string a sentence together. And, you know, I'm so spent and I just am at capacity. And a few months later, they're saying, I know it doesn't sound like a big deal, but I went home on Friday and I had loads of energy and I sat down and I had dinner and a glass of wine with my wife or my husband. And, um, you know, I wrote a book that I really enjoyed on the weekend. And so I think seeing those sorts of things and, and, and tracking that change is, is, is hugely inspiring. That's the, yeah. yeah, that's really that's very beautiful because it's an improvement in the human being. And, yeah. and actually talking about that potential and inspiration, like how, or maybe how do you think, how can we reach your potential as human being? That's a big question, right? Gosh, you don't have to wow. answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not amazing enough to, to be able to answer that in a, in a one hour recording. And, um, Look, I think there are so many things that that people do, and it really depends on kind of you know what your values are and what you're what you're trying to achieve. Um, for us, the brain is so pivotal in that. You know, it it doesn't really matter to me whether you enhance your cognitive capacity and you do something creative or artistic or you know you work more hours or you learn a, a musical instrument. It, it doesn't really matter to me what the output is in that way I think what matters is that you have that excess capacity to do something that is valuable in your life as I said you can work more hours you can spend it with your children you know whatever you, whatever you want to do is it's really not the point it's that it's available to you um and I think that's the intellectual potential piece for us because that the brain is what enables everything else it's what enables you to um run your marathon or recover you know repair quickly if you have an injury yeah. or to to do all those sorts of things and, and to apply it in a life that you yourself yeah. you know measure as, as a life well lived beautiful and then so you know a lot of people say so the brain is fascinating like i love mm -hmm. it from neuroplasticity learning how to you know i mean tap into your potential you know and and actually you know your 
extending like preventing illnesses or you know whatever i mean the brain is fascinating piece um, um with all of all different emotions that are all mm. targeted and um so the heart the brain the heart like yeah. is there like all those when somebody says to to us oh follow your hearts <laughs> yeah okay um what do you think of all those things because sometimes it's do you think like the heart has something very big to do with your brain is it all connected like the coherence between brain and heart. What do you think of that? Oh, wow, that is such a good question. Um, I think the emotion in me wants to feel that it belongs literally in your heart, in your chest. But I suppose the sort of, the kind of, you know, the person that has been through university many times, you know, thinks of the heart as a, literally as an organ that pumps blood. Um, I mean, I think, I think those things live in the brain I mean I think that's the reality of it you know I think for me those the, the the kind of mind the thought the spirituality sense the emotion I think that for me lives in the brain and that's why it's so important of course the whole body works as a as a system there is an element of, of a big element of coherence and I would say kind of harmony in terms of all your sort of systems coming together but for me the real driver of that is is the human brain <clears throat> yeah and i really like what you said about harmony mm -hmm. because harmony is a very feminine trait in yep. terms of energies and uh and it's really nice how they can actually work together so I, I i for me i believe that they can actually work together like you said in harmony so like the brain the amygdala the emotional mm -hmm. part of your brain exactly. being like strong on this emotion and then making you feel all that you need to feel so that you can enhance your intuitions and yeah so yeah and there's going to be a smoothness doesn't there i mean i think when um and this is probably not a scientific statement but i think that the harmony piece for me is like when when things are kind of working it it sort of glides a little easier you know you don't feel that sense of everything having to to push and always be so hard you know it's like and i guess that's the whole piece around optimization you know when when your brain is optimized those those cognitive functions kind of happen a little smoother it's not it's not that feeling of kind of fighting against the tide all the time um you know you you shouldn't wake up in the morning and feel tired within an hour or two um you shouldn't feel that all the things that you're doing in your life are, are really having to force them and it be so sluggish i mean that that's a real telltale sign that that something's not working as well as it could and we've learned to live that way it, it becomes normal it becomes normalized you just kind of get on with it um and it's like i said the, the experience of clients and then you see clients a few months later and they they're like god i feel so i feel so different and some of it can be pretty easy fix you know it might be some mal you know malnutrition or yeah, some sleep problems that are you know you can kind of tidy up but i think that's the optimized piece that's the real the real basis of this kind of enhancement piece that how much better life feels or um how much easier in a way it is when you're kind of at the you know you're feeling very that vitality at the top of your performance yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean who doesn't good. yeah and who doesn't love to wake up every morning saying yeah i've got this <laughs> you know i'm on top of it i'm on fire yeah, i'm yeah, on fire exactly. and i've got i've got to make this work today and it's going to be amazing like and some some morning you, and then you're right I, I really agree with you when you said like we've become used to waking up and make this making this part of our daily life like yeah. oh another day yeah. oh another day so I'm tired I'll have a coffee I'll yeah. have, you know I'll have some something sugary and and we just learn to live that way mm. um, 
but actually that feeling of that that sense of vitality i think once you have that you just think this is this is amazing and pe people can have that you know maybe not every minute of every day but but most of the day most of the time and that a lot of what we the work that we do in clinic with clients is is that's that's the feeling you know that yeah. okay there's a whole bunch of sort of scientific stuff that's going on and various interventions and measurements but actually that's that's what their clients walk away so with. that's yeah and that's why they come as well yeah. because of this feeling of depletion yeah. and being they want to feel that power or this they want to reconnect with that fire that they once yeah. lost i guess so you would say that nutrition is part of it mm -hmm. sleeping i guess and would you say mindset as well? Like, can yeah. you change your perspective on the way you see things? So I'm I'm a huge advocate for a, for a multidisciplinary approach. I think there is something about you know the real power comes in kind of bringing everything together, and and, and that's why I talked about kind of this the assembling of a of a clinical team. Um, we are interested in everything that it impacts the health of the brain and how it functions, and so absolutely you know diet nutrition hydration sleep exercise um all your lifestyle factors are, are important um they are probably things that people could do themselves or certainly have access to uh, from an information point of view um so we would look at all of that all the way through to honestly something the most cutting edge applications in in neuroscience so hyperbaric oxygen therapies, um, brainwave training and biofeedback approaches. Um, there's a lot happening in the VR space. So meditation apps that connect with a VR headset and, and, and look at how they might enhance performance, you know, sort of enhance the effects of meditation. Um, it's, it's, a real, it's a real mixed approach and just such a, a rapidly growing industry. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we would sort of bring all of that together in a very personalized and tailored curated way yeah. for, for each individual specifically so not only what their body needs and what their mindset needs and where they're at emotionally but also what is realistically within their lifestyle yeah, beautiful yeah and I, I like when you said about also like bringing oxygen to your brain like it's so important and you probably I don't know if you if you, if you have, I've tried a couple of breath work mm -hmm. recently mm -hmm. to bring a lot of oxygen in my brain and yeah well, also my body reacts with, you know, those crisp tension because I'm bringing too much oxygen in my brain or in my body. But but it, it does have a different effect. I feel so much calm after that. I feel yeah. like, so I understand, you know, like you can actually bring some more oxygen with different techniques. So I'm, you asked about my day earlier. So I do one, um, a recent one that I found on my, my I use a Muse meditation app. Um, there's a four minute one that I do before bed every night. And I have to say, I just go into the deepest sleep um so it's sort of oh. like a four minute so it's a breath called work. muse is so muse is the name of it okay. it's a it's a headband um mm. that gives you kind of real-time feedback as you meditate and then they have a, a, a sort of various types of guided meditations kind of stress sleep happiness mm. and, you know, whatever they've created um and i'm i'm using one at the moment a particular kind of um preparing for sleep but yeah. it's it's very breathwork based yeah oh okay so putting you to sleep yeah. your body to relax and, yeah it's all around uh, that kind of i guess exhaling and yeah. sort of you know kind of letting the letting the day go oh beautiful um, yeah. yeah and natalia we're coming to an end but before we go there i'd love to i'd love to know if um what um if somebody would like to pursue a career in in your field and or what advice would you give them like what do you think like 
what skills I guess or made you to be where you are today what would you what advice would you give them wow um how did I end up where I did I mean you know I've obviously got a, a psychology background so that has natural kind of alignments um in a weird sort of way I think I was very lucky to maybe have some unlucky experiences. And when I think about my last role, um, you know, I left probably quite burnt out um, in a system that I felt didn't really fit anymore. You know, I think we were, I was working for a large consultancy. Um, and for me, I felt like, hang on a second, there's a real gap here. And so that then I said, you know, as I look back now, I realized um, created a, a nice sort of pathwork. So I'm grateful for perhaps every bad manager I had or every kind of frustration I had in, in, in corporate life, because I think that then sort of propelled me to, to go on and do what I'm doing. And um, look, I think, you know, academically, the, the, the world is caught up. You know, you can, you can do things like, uh, you know, I know someone is going off to Sydney to do a master's in kind of brain sciences um, that didn't even exist when, when I was doing my undergraduate. So I think academically, there's a lot happening. Um, I would say take inspiration from industries outside of your own. You know, I think when things like psychology and tech come together or, um, you know, you've got this kind of uh, marriage or bleeding of, of different worlds, I think that's when really, really exciting things happen. So, so try to maintain that kind of breadth um, yeah. and enjoy the learning aspect of that. Beautiful. And as an entrepreneur, would you think the skills like what 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 are the must skills we we must develop <laughs> to to strive as an entrepreneur? You've got to. I think you've got to find something that you're you're really passionate about and you enjoy it. And you know, I'm sure being structured matters. I'm sure having you know great financial acumen matters. Um, I think the reality is you can probably get to a point where there's enough support around you to, to stop those, you know, to fill those skill gaps. Um, but actually being so excited about what you're doing um, or the necessity is, is probably what kind of, in my opinion, um, is probably what keeps those businesses alive. Yeah. Doing what you love. Yeah. Yes. I think so, you yeah. know, I, people talk about kind of their job or whatever it is. And I, you know, I always say, there are there are only two things that would keep me working away from my children I think I either leave the house to do something that I really 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 love um or frankly you know I really really need the money to, to support my family um and so I'm you know I'm, I'm fortunate to, to to be able to, to to do the first one but they're for me the the only two things that that would take me away from my kids um so I think beautiful yeah, yes find, find the one that you love Yes, exactly. Agree. Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Is there something else you want to add as, as we close the, the podcast or something like a last word or last <laughs> word? Um, I mean, I say, you know, I think uh, as people think about this space, as people think about neuroscience, the brain, um, I always want to remind people that the brain is dynamic, that it changes and that it develops and that carries on all the way through our life and that there are things that people can do in their life to encourage that positive change and that that for me is quite a remarkable thing that that you can you can change your own brain the way you can everything else in you know in, in life your body and I think that that's a really powerful message to walk away with 
Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah. And how do you, so if people want to read more about what you do, how can they do that? So we, um, so we're on LinkedIn, Natalia Ramsden uh, or Sophos Associates. Uh, and again, the same tags, uh, Instagram, Natalia yeah. Ramsden or okay. Sophos Associates. I'll put those links on the show notes and, uh, and you, can, you can go and check out what Natalia is doing and what she's doing all about. And um, so thank you. Thank you so much for participating to the Shine Bright Academy podcast. It was an honor to have you. And I could talk for hours because I have more questions, but we have to stop. It's like those half an hour mark. <laughs> but thank you so much. And uh, I wish you all the best for the future. And um, yeah, have an amazing week. And thank you, peeps, for listening. And I'll see you soon. Bye.